0: Clayton. John Clayton. Hey,
1: Mom! I'm done with my segment!
0: This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton.
1: Brought to you by Coors Light. Made
0: to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day at this time here with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle. If you guys have questions for John, text those questions in right now to 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let them go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Well, what do we say about this team, John? It's just uh, yesterday was, uh, you know, kind of a complete fail. The, mm-hmm. the, the offense got off to a terrible start. The defense, uh, very opening drive. where They were on the field for nine and a half minutes while the Cardinals and Colt McCoy just picked them apart and then second half opens with special teams, you know, they kick the ball out of bounds. It was kind of everybody chipped in yesterday into the failure.
1: Yeah, but again, the big problem's on offense. I mean, you know, say what you want about the defense. Yeah, the defense gave up yards, but uh, also the defense, you know, is on the field twice as much as the offense.
0: Well, when they allow a a nine-and-a-half-minute drive to open the game, John, that that adds to their time on the field. Yeah, but
1: still, it's like, uh, I mean, right now this team is uh, on the defense – the defense is on the field 72.8 plays a game. The offense is on the field 55 times a game. Look at the difference. I mean, it's just it's massive. And then, of course, what ends up happening, you get into the fourth quarter, and the defense simply wears out. Sure, they gave up one long drive. Uh, but for nine and a half minutes. But, you know, after that, they bounced back and were reasonably respectable. And then overall for the season, despite the fact that they're on the field for 72.8 uh, plays a game and give up 401 yards, they're only giving up 20.9 points a game. Yeah, the
0: points, uh, John, you could go through and look at their, uh, the drive chart. Yeah. It, you know, they, that wasn't the only drive where it was problematic. I mean, you know, they had a six-and-a-half-minute drive, a seven-and-a-half-minute drive. They, I mean, they they got to help them. I'm not saying that the offense isn't a problem. It's a disaster. Oh, yeah. They are not helping at all. But all I'm saying is if we're talking about disparity in time of possession, the defense could go a long way in helping themselves. And in yesterday's
1: game, they most certainly did not. They did not. But, again, it's like uh, this is what we're seeing is a recurring nightmare as far as the offense. It's the same thing every week. And it's a matter that it's like, okay, third down conversions. What is it, 34.2 or something like that on third-down conversions? Think about that. This this team's played 10 games. They get 3.4 third-down conversions a game. That's not good. Then you can see that uh, they... You know, right now, uh, they're not doing well on third downs as far as protecting the quarterback. You know, they gave up have four sacks yesterday. Not necessarily all four were on third down, but Russell just gets pulverized uh, on third down, you know, because guys are breaking through, whether it's Chandler Jones or whoever. That's not good. Then you can see, and these are all the same recurring stuff. You know, they're they're still not running the ball enough. I mean, when they did run the ball, they did well. Because, again, Arizona's not very good stopping the run. But, I mean, you throw all this stuff together, and you see it now week in, week out. Uh, you know, Russell on third down, to me, looks a little lost. And the, the receivers look lost. And, you know, they're, uh, it's just not working. And then, of course, drop passes, penalties. It's, a, every, it's the same thing every week.
2: Well, and you know the thing is, you're either offense or defense. I mean, I you asked some people. I was talking to Jake earlier, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, the offense is," and I'm a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. I think it's the defense. They're
0: all complicit, Dave.
2: Well, yeah, everybody's in <laughs> on it. And it, and now, John, even the special teams. We had the kick out of bounds. Yeah, that Gives yeah. them the ball in the forty, and then ten guys on the field on another play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's just just very frustrating. You mentioned this, John. The the running backs against Green Bay, sixteen rushes. 11 by the running backs. Right. Arizona, 19 rushes. So, you know, Pete was like, hey, you know, we got, we got to run the ball. Well, only three more mm-hmm. than in Green Bay. And then 17 were by the running backs, so at least that's an increase. But, yeah, that's that kind of stood out to you that they yeah. didn't stick with the run.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, again, you can run the ball on the Cardinals. I mean, that's the one thing that's there. Yeah. And, you know, they end up passing it. And, you know, you can see that, uh, you know, Russell right now, uh, throwing the ball and again he 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 made some really good throws yesterday, yeah. which is encouraging i mean he's the quarterback that should be out there, but he's completing around what fifty percent of his passes and not getting many yards in those passes yeah and then somebody was talking
2: about the red zone and kind of complaining oh, about yeah. that because the red zone's terrible but the but haven't they been good i mean going in they were bad yesterday, yeah. But going in, I think they were second. You talking about the defense or the offense? Offense. Oh, no.
1: yeah. The, what, what the? I mean, what the week before? I mean, they had the, the, ter- the interception on? Uh, yeah.
2: In the red zone. Yeah. Recently, they, yeah. They've I been...
1: mean, you know what they went through a 20, 20 possession stretch where they didn't score a touchdown, and then you know they went through seven quarters until the touchdown yesterday uh, without a touchdown. So it's like uh, you know that that's just brutal. Hey,
0: John, boy, I hate to ask you this question again. I thought we were done with it. But what constitutes a catch? Because as we saw, Sidney Jones looked like the ball is allowed to touch the turf as long Mm -hmm. as he maintains control, can actually even move a little bit, as we found out. And uh, he maintained possession, which it clearly looked like he did, and they overruled that, said no interception. Okay, but then you look back to last weekend when Kevin King gets one in the bread basket in the end zone from russell wilson and absolutely loses the ball mm-hmm. but said no nah, that's a that's a clean pick
1: i i don't even know now now and now i have no idea what a pick uh catch is. yeah i mean the inconsistencies with officiating this year is the worst i've seen it's huh. really bad And, you know, Dean Blandino, who used to be the supervisor officials in the league on the broadcast yesterday, ended up saying that he thought that Sidney Jones had the interception because, sure, the ball did touch the ground. I mean, you can't argue about that, but you can argue that he had control and was able to pick it up. And that was a 60-yard turnaround on what the play was.
2: Yeah, it was that. But at least we didn't get a taunting.
1: Penalty and there weren't any ridiculous
2: helmet to helmet calls or There's anything like There's a silver like that. lining. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So at least that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's very, uh, I was saying this earlier, John. Maybe you see this too. Some some people were texting in saying, I just don't see a lot of urgency, um, anger, uh, inspiration. You know, it just, it's kind of like, eh, it's almost like they've decided, hey, this is who we are. Because we had the big turnaround last year. And it actually happened against mm-hmm. Arizona, and you know then the defense turned everything around. But just as far as I, I see, a lack of emotion on the field.
1: What do you see? I don't know about that. I mean, maybe that might be true, but uh, you know, because what what are, you, what are you supposed to do? Just uh, you know, start yelling at each other and.
2: Well, every once in a while, you'll see somebody get. Remember, yeah. Richard Sherman used to do that. Right. Get everybody around and say, "Hey, this is ridiculous. We're not like you know, we don't play like this." And. Yeah, I just haven't seen a lot of, you know... Uh, I see it from, well, Sidney Jones, who mm-hmm. just played really well. But watch Gerald Everett. I mean, to me, everybody should watch his highlight film and say, this is how we're going to play. Yeah, That dude plays angry.
1: Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh.
1: Anyway, I just... Uh, you, yeah. So you don't
2: see a lack of emotion.
1: No, I mean, again, it's like... Uh, if you look around the league, I mean, do you see a lack of... I don't see that, that type of emotion, uh, you know, in most of the games. And so it's like... uh yeah, you know, I think that could be a little bit overrated,
0: John. As far as the offense goes, what where do you look? I mean, everything starts with Pete mm-hmm. because he's in control. Is there is there a chance maybe Waldron's just in over his head? Is it uh, guys don't understand the system? The, uh, you know, Dave and I were talking before. If I hear one more time from somebody, we just got to clean things up. Yeah, we just got to communicate. No, no, no. This is week ten. Mm-hmm. There's that 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 excuse is out the window. That is no longer valid. It's just that easy. We can work on our footwork. We can work on this, that, or the other. This is who they are. You are three and seven. You are not a good team. Yeah. So do you put that on the coaches? The coordinator is it?
1: Is it Waldron? What do What do you think? So you spread it around. I mean, it's the players too. I mean, you know, if uh, you know Brandon Schell, Brandon Shell who has. A shoulder injury now and it it looked like he was hurt i mean he had a bad game yesterday and you know look at you know chandler jones getting him past him and a couple other guys getting past him and getting the pressure on russell on the sacks and all those different things i mean is that on scheme no is that on uh play calls no i mean you have to obviously uh if you're not running the football that goes on shane because pete wants him to run the football and that's a game where they should have run the football and they didn't I mean, they, you know, they did a little bit more than they did the previous week, but not much more. But I think you spread it all around. If you're a bad team, you're a bad team. And it's like, uh, you know, to pick out and say, well, this guy over this and this player over this and all that stuff. I don't think you can do it. I mean, this is a team effort right now to be this bad. I think the Colts
2: are interesting. The uh, the Indianapolis Mm -hmm. Colts, number one, because that was the game where they were the most, uh, I thought, dialed in and had the most rhythm offensively. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I mean, you go back to week one, mm-hmm. and none of those guys had played together uh, in the preseason. I mean, only in practice. So, But the the other thing is they just took it to the Bills. My gosh, 41-15. to 15 Yeah, and, 41-15. And, you know, what's been interesting about them, John, is that uh, they've been top ten. They've not had the, the record to – to show it, but as far as turnover ratio goes, they've been top ten the entire year. They're mm-hmm. plus fifteen right now. Took the ball away twenty five times, and we're a little over halfway done. Yeah, pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, it really is, and I think the Colts are bouncing back really well. And I know I had to do a thing for the Washington Post uh, that'll get posted tomorrow, where I had to take about five or six teams, Bills being one of them, saying what's wrong, and you know what what seems to be, and uh, you will appreciate this is that. Uh, they, they haven't changed their offense, and they're a passing offense. They're not a running offense. And, you know, like uh, last year, I mean, nobody could stop Josh Allen. But now a lot of people figured out, and maybe in the last three or four weeks, they've now figured out how to uh, figured out what the Bills' offense is, and the adjustments aren't there. And what they figured it out is that, uh, like last year, Josh Allen threw the ball 37 times a game. This year, they're throwing it 38 but you're not as effective. I mean what the uh, the touchdown numbers cuz you know Allen last year had 37 touchdowns. You know now the numbers way down and then you can see the yards per attempt is like a you know just about 6.6. 6. That's way down. And so all the all those different things. So I think in a lot of ways, you know the Colts had figured out what to do and a lot of it is they're playing zone. And we've seen this with Kansas City. We've seen it with Seattle. We've seen it now with the, with the bills, you play some cover two, or you play some zone and it takes away a lot of the things as far as some of the talented receivers and getting the ball. Hey, John, back, to, back to
0: the Seahawks for just a minute here. Uh, let's, let's pretend that they go, they continue on this pace. Yeah. They, you know, they got seven games left. I don't know. They win two games or three of their next seven. I mean, just disastrous season. Right. The, the kind we haven't seen under Pete. Uh, what do you think happens in the offseason? Do we see a reckoning? Do we see a big shakeup amongst the, the coaching staff, coordinators, scout? What do, what do you think happens? Well,
1: there's got to be changes. There's no doubt. I mean, I think you'll see – I don't think an offensive coordinator, but I, you might see a defensive coordinator change. You might see some other changes in some of the positions and things like that. So, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, obviously you've got to change things and you also got to change the roster. I mean, you've got a lot of free agents that are up. I mean, three starters on the offensive line. Uh, you know, really, uh, now that uh, Trey Brown's going to be out for the rest of the season, you've got pretty much nothing left as far as guys at the cornerback position. You know, they're all up. And so that's not good. And, uh, you know, you've got – there's a lot of things that have to be figured out. I mean, you know, the only running back that's going to be signed is uh, Chris Carson, and you don't know where he's going to be with the neck injury. Yeah, you still have DJ Dallas and uh, uh, Travis Homer and all that stuff. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And, they, you know, it's not like it's a – I mean, because, again, you say rebuild. Everybody says, "Oh, I'll rebuild," and of course, you know, get rid of Russell Wilson. Well, if you rebuild with this uh, with this team and take away Russell Wilson, they're going to be lucky to win five games next year. Who are the three linemen that are up after the year? It's, it's Dwayne, Dwayne Brown, Brown, Ethan Posick, what? and uh, Brandon Shell.
0: Brandon Shell. Okay. Mm-hmm. It did, do you feel like? Sorry, Dave. Did, did you, as far as Brown goes, mm-hmm. where, where do you think he's at? I feel like he's. At, Pete just said he had the best game of of the year, which I I didn't see that at all in this game. But okay. Um, but it, it this feels like a down year for Dwayne and he said as much when we talked to him right do, right do you think we're seeing the end of him nah
1: possibly but again it's like there's no replacement so it's like they've got to figure out something because again you know Jamarco Jones seems like he's hurt a lot i know you know cuz that uh, is he and he's really one of the few options and of course you know at this stage you know who, who's going to be playing tackle because if they don't re-sign Brandon Shell or they don't re-sign Dwayne Brown then Dave Wyman may have to go down here and play. Stone Forsyth.
2: Stone Forsyth. Okay, yeah. <laughs> John, you would put me at tackle in front of a $35 million quarterback? That's uh, a bad investment. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> a bad uh, yeah idea. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You could you could pay me per sack mm-hmm. that I gave up. You would know. owe the team. Exactly. Yeah. John, where do you uh, rank? I mean, as far as a, a draft and you know how you grade – the draft and you know you're looking at a guy like john schneider yeah how do you account for a guy like penny we were just talking about i went back and looked he he missed two games right in college and then he gets in the nfl and he's nothing but hurt i mean does that go against your i mean because he came in with this great health record now uh-huh. lj Collier's a different story but but penny you're like okay he just never got going because of the injuries i don't I mean, do you do you look at those kinds of things and kind of discount it a little bit or, you know, give give GMs or, you know, teams a break for you get some guy, he looks healthy,
1: and all of a sudden he does nothing but get hurt? Well, the, the thing that I still say, and again, it's, it's, it's league-wide, not necessarily just here, if you are a winning team each year and you're a playoff team each year, you're drafting in the 20s, and there's only like a 25% success rate of those guys. And uh, so because of that, I mean, you got, you got know, guys that uh, you know, get traded away after their third year because they're not as effective. Because, you know, they, again, they've got a second-round grade. And so because of that, you take them in the first round, everybody's like, well, look at that first-round bust. And, like, for example, everybody was calling Jermaine Affetti a first-round bust. Well, he wasn't a bust. He started for four years. He wasn't that good. But, again, you got a second-round grade on him. And, again, this is all a league-wide type of thing. How come there's not more, or maybe there is. Is that where you see the biggest trade
2: back is those, what, 20 through 32 mm-hmm. or whatever you said uh, in the first round? Right. That's Is that where you see the most action as far as guys trading
1: out of those those picks? Well, because... I mean, really what's happened now is that uh, in the last couple of years, there's been less trade backs. I mean, you know, you go back uh, to the L.J. Collier year, or you know, two years ago, uh, you know, no, this is the Jordan Brooks year. Uh, They took Jordan Brooks. You know, they wanted to take Jordan in the second round and trade back. But the only team that uh, was trading up was going to be Green Bay for their stupid move and getting Jordan Love. And so that was the only real trade late in that round uh, and a trade back. And nobody else wanted to make a trade back. And then, of course, this year teams were more protective of their uh, picks because, again, it was like uh, you know you don't want to give up picks for next year or anything like that because it's going to be a richer draft. So uh, you know that's that's a big issue.
0: John, what do you make of this Taysom Hill extension? I I I thought he just signed an extension
1: like a year or two ago, didn't he? But well, I I think there's a misinterpretation. Which of course, gee, there's a surprise with some of the. some of the national reporters right now, you know, cause uh, they're saying this is like a $40 million extension, $10 million a year, but really all it is, it looks like it's a cap relief type of thing, you know, because what, they, what they're doing is they're taking, you know, some of that $10 million that still do him and spreading it out over four or five years. Mm-hmm. And so like giving him like 2.25 million or something like that. Again, we're still waiting to get to the bottom of that contract, but uh, it does, it doesn't sound like, cause, cause again, he's not that good of a quarterback.
0: Well, here's, the, here's what I'm, I think is unique, and they call yeah. it one of the league's most unique contract extensions. It says Hill's new deal will pay him $40 million over the next four years if he remains in his current role, which mm-hmm. is he serves as a backup quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, as well as being a special teams ace. Yeah. However, the deal can be worth up to $95 million if Hill yeah. becomes the, Saint, the Saints' starting quarterback over the next four years. The deal includes $22.5 million in guarantees, Uh, He was scheduled to be a free agent after the season, after he signed a two-year, $21 million extension with the Saints in 2020.
1: Yeah, I don't buy it. I think, again, I think it's more of a cap relief type of thing because there's a way that they can get out of it in 212 that, uh, or in in 222, uh, the way they can get out of it. And so I think this is more because, again, they don't have the cap room to be able to pay him that much money, and they paid him too much as it is. Hey, John, who are some of the assistants? Is it still uh, Eric Bieniemy,
2: Byron Leftwich, mm-hmm. as far as assistants that will get head coaching jobs here very soon? You would hope.
1: I mean, Todd Bowles. I mean, Bowles, to get, yeah. Yeah, Bowles, you have to think, has to be looked at very seriously. Uh, I don't know if Vance Joseph has put himself back on the uh, the market again, but he's had a great year in Arizona. So, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, and that's the one thing that's kind of unique is if you, if you do – Hire a minority uh, uh, coach like that. And I say minority is that uh, you know you can get a third round compensatory pick. Hmm. Uh, John, what, what was the other one? I was go- oh yeah, not, not, not the team that signs him, the team uh, yeah, that loses him. Hey,
0: oh. hey, what do you what do you make of uh, Baker Mayfield? The you know the fans were booing and all of that, and he said, yeah, "Listen, I don't really care." Which I don't think he should get caught up in all that, but he's a guy. I'm I'm trying to figure out should you should he be praised for playing he's got multiple injuries yeah, and he yeah. looks like he's taped together out there but he's he's gutting it out not playing great and people are critical of him so should he be sat down is there backup a better option or is an injured Baker Mayfield a better option
1: mm, I mean I, I I guess probably an injured Baker Mayfield's a better option but right now you can see it's it's leading to some bad things and because of that it's like it's not working and uh, in the end it's like uh you know, because like nobody's going to give Baker Mayfield a big contract. I mean, he's at the very least, I mean, he's got $18 million next year as a fifth year option, and they're not going to pay him $40 million a year because he's not worth it. But uh, no, I think that uh, he's showing some guts. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the Browns have the toughest closing schedule in football. And so because of that, I don't think they face a team with a losing record the rest of the year. It's kind of like Pittsburgh. They're in the same boat. Uh, but uh, in the end, it's like, uh, I mean, you can see, you know, they're a team that's probably not going to go to the playoffs.
2: All right, John, who do you like tonight? We saw Gronk. Was there? Was he questionable coming in? Yeah, but he, yeah. so he I'm walking in there with Vita his Bay shorts is out, on. Looks like. no, yeah, Vita, Vita,
1: Vita Bay is out. Vita Bay is out. Uh, looks like Sanquan Barkley is active and going to play. I mean, it, this won't be close. I mean, the Giants are terrible. And so Tampa Bay should be able to win pretty substantially. John, we appreciate
0: it. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. There you go. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com.
2: I'm going to have to text my wife really quick to make sure she tapes this so I can see Sanquan Barkley.
0: I hear he's good.
2: Yeah, I I can't wait to see him Uh, return to the NFL.
0: All right. Uh, The man who knows he absolutely had an interception yesterday. We all know that. Sidney Jones will be featured in our player spotlight. It's coming your way next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.